If you love what you hear, check out our authors Andrea Stewart and N.A. Fulton on Amazon.com, and be sure to subscribe to our Dark Romance Novels and Stories podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcast provider. Learn more about us at audioiron.com. Acheron, The Demon King, by Andrea Stewart. Find more great stories at audioiron.com. Chapter 6 What's Wrong With Her? Ahmed was kneeling over Mary. His pounding on the front door, the shifting of an open window, and his booming voice had all contrived to pull her out of her stupor. She was surprised to find herself lying on the floor, and she could not account for why the world seemed to be filled with blinding light. Why was her table lamp burning a hole in her mind? Too loud, she said over the roar of voices in her head. Too bright. Stuart was looking at the cards that had fallen all around her. One by one he began collecting them, brutally sweeping them up instead of lifting them carefully one by one. Mary heard each and every one cry out at the insult. She looks suspiciously like someone on the verge of a coma, said Ahmed. Mary noted that his words hurt a little less now. They were less like cannon fire and more like thunder. I told you Madame Bouchard's tarot cards liked her, said Stuart. Apparently they like her rather too much. What can you expect from an 18th century deck that's been trapped in a vault for a hundred years? Why wouldn't they ravage a virgin? Ahmed lifted Mary and moved her to the couch. I am not a virgin, she managed to say in a weak voice. It was odd how awkward words felt in her mouth. They were a strange way to talk. They wouldn't have killed her, said Stuart to Ahmed as if he hadn't heard her. Another century in the dark would hardly suit them. Having shuffled the cards several dozen times he dumped them in their ivory casket and sealed it with a snap. Suddenly Mary's world was quiet, the light was dim, and the pain in her head was gone. Mary brought her hands to her face, rubbed her eyes, and tried to sit up straight. How embarrassing to be found on the floor in clothes she had worn for two days. Hungry? Thirsty? Ahmed asked as he helped her sit fully upright. Mary struggled to remember what those words meant. Eating and drinking sounded like a very strange way to spend time. Stuart sat down in the armchair beside her. How do you feel? Better? She could sense she amused him, as if she were a kitten who had tangled herself in yards of yarn. She nodded. It took time to find words. You said no one else should touch my cards. I was wrong, he said with a shrug. You should limit how much you handle them until I show you how to control their influence a bit. They seem to have rather taken advantage of you. Ahmed returned from the kitchen with tea and a chicken sandwich. Suddenly Mary realized she was ravenous. Without preamble she ate and drank everything he gave her, then asked for more. In about an hour, after the food was gone, she felt almost herself. Had she really passed two days in this odd way? Had she hallucinated for forty-eight hours? Maybe she really was mentally ill. Stuart stood up. David is about to call, he said. He tried to reach you earlier. 
He's frightened because you haven't answered the phone. Be sure to leave your cards alone until I come back. It will teach them a lesson. Before Stuart and Ahmed were out the door, the phone did indeed ring. Mary picked it up and pressed it to her ear. Honey? Are you okay? I was worried. David sounded scared. That was gratifying. I'm fine, she said. I have had a headache. I'm so glad to hear your voice. I very much miss you. I'm glad, she said. I missed you too. It's going great here. They've decided I should start the larger contract immediately. They've given me an overview of their existing systems and I'll be coordinating plans with their engineers tomorrow. I just can't believe how perfect this job is. I think I'm the only one in the world who has all the skills they need. I'm so happy, said Mary. She found herself remembering the last time they'd made love, just before he left. He'd seemed so solid, so predictable. How she missed him. I can't wait to have you home, she said. That's why I called, David said in a more subdued tone. They want me to start right away so I won't be back for another month. Mary said nothing. Honey, are you there? Of course, that's wonderful news, she said. I know you'll come back as soon as you can. Leaning her head against the cool metal of the refrigerator door, she swallowed her disappointment. One additional month would stretch to two. She could feel more months stacking up beyond that. Who needed cards to tell the future when it was as clear as day? I love you very much, she said. I love you too honey. And I miss you. What have you been doing? He sounded really curious for a change. Masks, said Mary, her mind suddenly turning to the missing hours of the past two days. She had worked on masks, hadn't she? What else had she done? Should she tell him about Stuart, about the club she had joined? Before she could decide, her line became erratic, full of static and noise. Honey, I can barely hear you, said David, shouting over the line. Do you want me to call you back? No, shouted Mary, just call me on Sunday so we can talk. I will, David's voice echoed. I love you. He dropped off with a loud click. Recording and Story Copyright 2020 by Nancy Fulton. All rights reserved. Music created by D. Kurtzman and licensed from Pond5. Find more great stories at audioiron.com.